Words matter. They can change the course of your day. Just listen. You are brave. You are stronger than you think. You have value, worth, and dignity. Don't you feel better already? Welcome to Speak Healing Words, the podcast. Join author and board-certified life coach Janelle Reardon as she opens a very important conversation about the power of our words. Hello and welcome to Speak Healing Words, the podcast. I am Janelle and I will be your host for the next few minutes, guiding us into a rich conversation about the power of our words. If you haven't already, please join the Speak Healing Words community. We are a group of remarkable, heart-lifting women, and a few men, that's growing, committed to the three-fold cord of emotional health and spiritual authenticity. That involves being committed to a healthy sense of self, healthy behavior patterns, and healthy communication skills. I repeat this every week because I truly believe when there is a heart lifter at the center of a home, a family, a community, a church, watch out because everything healthy will begin to grow and thrive and the world, yes indeed, will be a much better place. This week, I'm so excited, today's a day of first, so we started our first online book club small group study on my newest book, Overcoming Hurtful Words, Rewrite Your Own Story. So over the next few weeks here on our podcast, we're going to mirror that online book club and uh, go a little bit deeper on the podcast so that you will have fuel throughout the week to understand this book and its nine practices and the heart lift method, which is introduced in Overcoming Hurtful Words, and be able to learn practical ways to begin implementing these nine practices into your life and into your family. And when you do this, I promise the affect will be all things healthy. And that's what I'm committed to. I'm pounding the table over it. So I just wanted to uh, invite you over, if you're not a part of the online book club, hop on over there on Facebook. And all of this information is on my website, JanelleRairden.com. If you have any questions, you can always just message me on Facebook or on my website or even on Instagram at JanelleRairden. I love this quote by one of my favorite authors, Anne Mara Lindbergh. She writes, good communication is as stimulating as black coffee, and I add black tea, and just as hard to sleep after. That is our goal here, to have stimulating conversation that is so filled with emotional caffeine that you are thinking about it throughout the day and you are having a little tiny bit of trouble falling to sleep because you're so excited about becoming everything God created you to be. A few years ago, my older daughter, Candace Rose, first introduced our family to a Spanish custom called Sobra Mesa. On a little chalkboard uh, picture in our dining room, She wrote this lovely Spanish word as a reminder to all of us to linger after the meal. Linger. 
Just say the word. Today's words, I'm sorry, today's word is linger. It drips off the tongue like honey from the honeycomb. Literally, sober mesa means over the table. It has no precise English translation, perhaps because there's no cultural equivalent. It invites everyone to experience a time of leisure spent in conversation, digestion, relaxation, and sheer enjoyment. Certainly no rushing is allowed. It isn't reserved for weekends, though it can be longest on Sundays, and is even part of weekday and business meals. Today, I invite you and myself and perhaps your small group to experience the power of spiritual Sobra Mesa, all while, while reading, studying, praying, and engaging in the stimulating thoughts and challenging exercises in my newest book, Overcoming Hurtful Words. Gather around the table, brew your favorite pot of stimulating hot tea or coffee, keep a pitcher of water at hand, always for hydration, And most importantly, breathe in the power of God's love and his destiny for you. In this time together on our podcast, we're going to go through the book practice by practice. Now, on the book club, we're going through a little speedier, but on the podcast, we're going to take we're going to take nine weeks each week for one practice in the book. And last night, while I was grading papers, because I'm an online adjunct professor as well, one of my students quoted this from um, uh, the Neris Analytics, which is a personality test. Advocates tend to see helping others as their purpose in life. But while people with this personality type can be found engaging rescue efforts and doing charity work, their real passion is to get to the heart of the issue so that people need not be rescued at all. Oh my goodness, when I read that, I screamed out loud. It's like, that is so the heart of what I'm doing in my work and what we're doing here is that we can become so emotionally healthy that we move through life in spiritual authenticity, truly living and breathing the Jesus way so that we can advance the kingdom of God and live the rich, meaningful, abundant life that Jesus promised to us in his beautiful messages here on earth. Yeah, he was real. Jesus was a real man with a powerful message that still resonates in our lives today. So as we open Overcoming Hurtful Words to practice one, there are so many things in practice one. Practice one is guard your heart. And if you have your book, oh, please open it to page seven. If you don't, maybe you need to order it today on Amazon. It's really at a good price today. So um, you're going to get a real deal, actually. I have no control over that, but it's really fantastic. 
And so in each practice, as we move through the book, each practice gives an intention. It was my husband's idea, and it was a very good idea. And the intention of practice one is I will overcome hurtful words by guarding my heart. Starts with Psalm 56, verse 8. You've kept track of my every toss and turn through the sleepless nights. Each tear entered in your ledger, each ache written in your book. You see, broken hearts do not discriminate. They beat inside the young, the old, the rich, the poor. Broken hearts are colorblind. They're impartial. They have no geographic boundaries. And they are very, very personal. Say the word brokenhearted and thoughts typically turn to a failed romance. Yet heartbreak often casts a wider net. Thank you to my daughter Candace for that sentence. When heartbreak happens because of hurtful words spoken by those we thought we could trust and those we hold closest to us, our hearts are crushed. Oh, we think, I thought they loved me. I thought they had my back. I thought I could trust them. You see, these crushing words, this crushing, and sometimes a crushing family negative narrative that we carry throughout decades, right? Creates heart rifts. So practice one is all about phase one of the heart lift method. And phase one consists of the question, why did this happen? Why did this just happen? So if we're carrying a negative narrative, perhaps in our family lineage, we may not understand why it happened because it happened so long ago and it's just been passed down through the generations. That might be a spirit of anger. That might be a spirit of gambling. It might be a spirit of addiction. It could be a spirit of infidelity. It could be a, okay, this might sound like really high spiritual stuff. But if you look in your family lineage a little bit back, ask your family. It's an assignment I give to my students in their life coaching and their counseling classes to do a genome or to look back and go, is there a history of infidelity in my family? Hmm. Is there a history of holding grudges? Is there a history of divorce? Is there a history of alcoholism? Is there a history of emotional unhealth? Is there, emotion, is there a history of mental health? So much like we would look at that in the medical field or the physical field, we need to look at it in the mental and emotional field as well. So if there is a history of heart rifts within the family line, a heart rift is a deep, invisible wound caused by hurtful words, and I really ought to add negative narratives, from close, trusted friends and family members. Well, when we leave these heart rifts alone, they harbor within the heart, sometimes for years, sometimes for lifetimes, and they will ultimately flow into families, communities, and churches, which cause even greater relationship rifts. So marriages will fail, families will divide and conquer, Churches split. Mm, this one's fresh. Governments implode. 
just have to interject how our government needs to take a really serious pause at the power of their words from the top down. The whole premise of overcoming hurtful words begins in practice one with guard your heart. And that comes from the wise words of King Solomon, who wrote, above all else, guard your affections, for they influence everything else in your life. Yes, this might be repetitious. We've gone over this in episodes, uh, actually in our inaugural episode, episode one, episode two. But repetition is one of the law of the learners. And when it comes to rewiring our brains or neuroplasticity, when it comes to rewiring cognitive wheels in our brain, trying to reframe and rewire negative cycles with healthy cycles, repetition, repetition, repetition. We have to practice new healthy ways practice new healthy communication skills, practice, practice, practice. So I know in my own journey in the beginning, I couldn't really remember any of this, but because I have been practicing it and re-practicing it, I now, it's a part of my fabric. What it did was rewire all the unhealthy cognition in my brain and it has rewired it to be healthy. It's a miraculous truth. I am here to tell you, put these things into practice and you will rewire your cognition, your thought processes. So when we give time, energy, and attention to this work of healing our heart rifts, our history of hurts, they will slowly surrender to the power of a heart lift. Okay, I talk all about this in practice one, but I'm going to bear, I'm going to go in and repeat it. What the heck is a heart lift? I know you might be asking that question, even if you've read the book. I know I've gone through this with my clients and it just takes so much time to have it sink in. So if you go to look up heart lift in the dictionary, it is not there yet. But one day, I have a feeling it might be. I thought it was an original idea, born of the Spirit in my life, uh, through a great deal of prayer and personal experience. But as I have come to find out, Heartlift is a name that has already been used for a YouTube television show. And so I was like, oh man, I really thought I came up with this on my own. And yet, it did come to me in a whisper from God's heart, I believe. So I still feel it it deeply personal. So while I have been um, navigating my way through my private practice since 2012, after graduating with my master's and then going through my board certification in marriage and family life coaching, I saw something happening in my clients that I... I just couldn't put my finger on what is really going on here. But as I listened between the lines of their lives and their stories, I began to hear a similar heartbeat, a similar emotional and spiritual heartbeat. We would talk about the current pain in their hearts, 
which I now call your history of hurts. We would look at that and together we would bring just enough of that past and that history of hurts into the present so that we could examine it, we could talk about it, we could pray through it, we could process it, and we could make meaning of it because experts say with emphasis, if you can make meaning of your life story, then you can make your way to living into freedom. So after we make meaning of it and we pray through it and we talk about it, then we have a peace that passes all understanding that settles into the fabric of our soul and becomes this healthy, fertile soil in which every healthy emotion God gave us can begin to root and grow and flourish. What happens then is you move into this future with a whole and healed heart. And I ended up calling this process a heart lift. This approach came to me one day. I was sitting in a doctor's office and I saw Time magazine and the cover of it said, nip, tuck, or else. Well, it really caught my attention. And it said that in 2015 alone, Oh my goodness, if I could put a drum roll in here, and one day I'll learn how to do that in my sound uh, technology, women spent almost $1 billion on facelifts. Oh yeah, you heard me right. You've heard this probably from me before and before and again and again, but I couldn't, that statistic, oh, it just stopped me in my tracks. And then I read the writer, Joel Stein, and he said, you're going to have to do it. And on all that long from now, probably not a full-on general anesthesia bone shaving or muscle slicing, but almost definitely some injections into your face. Not because you hate yourself, fear aging, or are vain. You're going to get a cosmetic procedure for the same reason you wear makeup. Because every other woman is. He really wrote those words. Because every other woman is. Is, I said, inside of my head? Am I reading this correctly? Then I, the conversation proceeded. I thought, Mr. Stein, I'm not one to debate, but I'd have to challenge your statement. You're going to have to do it? Definitely some injections in your face? No, 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 Joel Stein. Not going to have to do it. So I walked away from that and I thought, holy moly. Listening to women's hearts is my why for sure. And then watching and reading their face is my how. By watching and reading my clients' faces and just the faces of my family, people in my life, watching their nonverbal cues, their eyebrows raising, their brows wrinkling, their mouth, all of that because our faces mirror our hearts nonverbal cues and all the micro expressions on our face say way more than our words. And Science of People founder Vanessa Van Edwards, she writes this, learning how to decode the face is like having a superpower. Oh, I want that superpower, friends. 
Microexpressions are brief, involuntary facial expressions shown on the face of humans according to the emotions, and remember we have 34,000 supposedly, that are being experienced. Unlike regular prolonged facial expressions, it is far more difficult to fake a micro-expression. So I was explaining this to one of my clients, and she said, she said to me, oh, that's so you? You're like a face whisperer. I just can't hide anything from you. <laughs> I laughed out loud. I thought, I don't know if that's a good thing or not. But I said, no, I really like to think of myself as a professional heart lifter. I'm not making a billion dollars by any means. But what happens when the heart is transformed, when it has its heart shift, which is in phase two of the heart lift method process, when that happens, the entire face countenance is lighter. Luke 6.45 says, A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. The way I see it, we're all just big walking hearts bumping into each other, aren't we? Hearts really, really matter to me, I told her. And then I asked her a question, and this was a game changer. I said, describe how you feel when your heart lets go of something painful. Do you experience anything physical? Oh, without a breath. Not a second. She said, oh, definitely. It feels like psychological brightness. She smiled. What? I said, holy cow, that is amazing. That is exactly, exactly what, what a heart lift is. It's psychological brightness. It's like your mind and your brain go, oh, the lights just got turned on. And Proverbs 15, 13 affirms this. A happy heart makes the face cheerful, but heartache crushes the spirit. Oh, heavens to Betsy. I'm so, so I realized right then and there oh, that the pain women express has less to do with outer appearance and much to do with the deep pain and percolating discontent, discontent inside their hearts. And I can say inside my own heart here. Once the pain lifts, the entire countenance changes and boy, oh boy, psychological brightness comes in. So what we all need, what, what women need, oh my goodness, men, children, everyone need, is a facelift on the inside, a heart lift. Because when our heart feels safe, when it's welcomed into a safe place with a trusted person, the heart moves through a process of being able to share what's inside, the good, the bad, and the ugly, in a healthy manner that ultimately will bring closure, emotional healing, oh, and lasting freedom. It just gets me every time. It gets me every time. So as you move through 
guard your heart, practice one. You're going to be introduced to the heart lift method, and that's how we make a heart lift happen. And ultimately, as we move through this ourselves and we find our way to personal freedom, we then will become a heart lifter, someone who can offer this heart lifting process to someone else in our sphere of influence. And then they will be able to do that. And ultimately, we will be a community of heart lifters. And one day, I hope to create a certification program so that you can be a professional heart lifter like myself. I just, you know, I have a real hard time with what I do, calling myself even a counselor, a therapist, a board-certified life coach, a spiritual director, a contemplative. I am really a professional heart lifter. It's exactly what I do. And I want so desperately to train you and others how to use this effective, efficient model of emotional healing that results in spiritual authenticity. So we're on the we're on the way to doing that and I I can't wait to have it ready and ready to offer to you. So as you move through guard your heart practice 1, you're going to learn that there are three phases as I've said, reflect, and this is the heart rift stage, what just happened or what happened in my family 50 years ago that is still unhealthy. So we welcome God into the whys of our present pain. We move to reframe phase two, the heart shift, heart sift phase, where we have an aha. We face the fault lines. We look at our history of hurts. We bring it into the present long enough to process, pray, and make peace and meaning. And then we move into the reauthor phase, the third phase, heart lift, Will I trust again? Here is where we begin to rewrite our story. We pick up our pen. We learn new healthy behaviors. We start speaking a new healthy emotional language that helps us live in newfound freedom in Christ. So I actually like to consider myself a professional heart lifter who is actually teaching a foreign language the language of emotional health. Because when we have this new pathway of language operating in our life, lordy, lordy, watch out, man. Everything becomes healthy. So, so, so good. I'm so excited. So I'm going to close today with a beautiful prayer uh, that that absolutely serves as our foundation for this whole, whole healing journey, because you're going to find your smile again, I promise, and I'm going to be walking right alongside of you. So as we close, let me just pray this heart-lifting prayer over you today. Dear God, no one knows pain like you. Please come alongside my new friend, Walk every single step of this hard but worth a journey with him or her. Surround her with your healing wings. As she reviews these tender, broken places in her heart, 
looks over her history of hurts, her family's history of hurts, I pray that you will visit her with the miraculous healing that comes only from you. Rafa, healing God. Where there is despair, oh God, bring the bright dawn of a brand new beginning. Where there are lies, bring the light of truth. Where there is hate, bring a love that comes only from you. Where there is unforgiveness, bring the supernatural capacity to let go. Where there is anger, bring the peace that passes all understanding. Where there is confusion, bring clarity and vision. Where there is oppression, bring the freedom of the cross. And where there is sadness, bring joy unspeakable and full of glory. God, help her rise above her crushing heart rift and bring her to rejoice in her powerful heart lift. Most of all, help her remember that she needs to take really good care of her heart. Teach her to guard her affections. For they do indeed influence absolutely everything in her life. Amen. It's been sheer delight to be with you today to talk about practice one, guard your heart. Next week, we're going to move to practice two, welcome God into your wise, where I will share on a fatal foothold that took hold in my life when I was six years old in a story I call Why the White Line. So stay tuned. And please subscribe, leave a review of this podcast today. We want as many people to hear about the power of a heart lift. We want them to experience their own heart lift so they can become a heart lifter. Have a great day and I will see you next week. Thanks for listening today. It was great having you here. For even more great content and conversation, please join the Speak Healing Words community at JanelleReardon.com.